God is always good. God is great and greatly to be praised. And I am thankful. I am thankful for one more opportunity to come to the house of the Lord to worship and to praise and to glorify, to magnify God. Amen. Let's, let's get into the Word of the Lord this morning. If you would, you want to stand reading the Word of God. And uh, we'll look to Philippians chapter number 3. Philippians chapter number 3 and verse number 13. Philippians chapter number 3 and verse number 13. I want to say thank you and welcome to the guests that are here today. Why don't all the home folks give our guests a good hand clap? Glad that you're in the house of the Lord with us. We know, we know and we understand there's a lot of places you could be today. And uh, you could have stayed in bed today, but we're glad that you're in the house of the Lord at First Pentecostal Church. Philippians chapter 3, verse number 13. It says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let's put our Bibles down. Lift your hands, lift your voices toward heaven, and ask God for His help and His touch today. God, we love You. We thank You, Lord, for Your goodness, Your mercy, and Your blessings. Allow us to be in the house of the Lord this morning to praise and to worship, to magnify and to glorify Your great name. You are wonderful. You are great and greatly to be praised. Why don't we lift our voice and give Him some praise in this place. We love You today. We worship You today, God. We magnify Your great name. In Jesus' name. Everybody say, in Jesus' name. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Today is the last Sunday of the year. Not only the last Sunday of the year, but it is the last Sunday of the entire decade. Seems just like yesterday. I don't know, I don't know where the time goes, but time keeps ticking away. And uh, time keeps flying by, and it seems like every year it just simply goes faster than the previous year. And they warned me of these days when I was a teenager, but I did not heed to the warning. I thought that there was plenty of time, and I thought birthdays never rolled around. It took about five or six years for one year to pass. But as I get older, it seems like I have about three birthdays a year. And uh, But I'm not going to complain about that because one very wise person once said, that there's only one way to stop having birthdays. And when I took that in consideration, I don't want to do that. But the years pass by quickly. This decade has passed by very quickly. And so we have some young men and young ladies that was born in this decade. And so probably for them, it seems like that it's been an eternity. And uh, I don't know what it is about about uh, growing up as a child, but I guess growing up as a child, you look forward to turning five years old where you can go to kindergarten. And then they fixed that for everybody. They started having preschool and preschool to preschool and then preschool to preschool to preschool. And so when you're born, you automatically start going to school. Now, for me and myself, I, I love school tremendously. The only thing that I did not like about school was recess. Because I didn't want to play when I, want, when I went to school. I just wanted to keep my nose in the books. <laughs> now, <clears throat> but, but I, I can remember, I can remember at, at our school, I went to, uh, of a school there at the church and always, you know, there's, there's different milestones in your life. One is 
I guess when you start school, the next is you turn from 9 to 10 years old and then from 10 to 13. And when you get to be 13, brother, you're practically grown. And, and when you turn 13, you can't wait to get 16. And uh, I've been reminded over and over and over recently about uh, starting driver's ed and when that 16th birthday is coming by. And so I, um, as, as we grow older, it's 16 and then it's 18 and then 21, you get to do what you want to do. You are an adult. Unless you was living at Buddy Looper's house and then you never got to do what you wanted to do and you never grow to adulthood. And, uh, so I, um, and then, and then it's 25 and then Man, after about 35, you get married and life picks up steam. But it's like there is, after a certain point, I don't know, it's a breaking point to where the years go by faster and faster and faster and faster. So you're climbing, you're climbing, you're climbing, and then all of a sudden you hit the peak of that mountain and then it's a downhill slide from there. But as I, as I think about things that that happen and and it doesn't take long uh to forget the 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 things that we can remember the most are things we should get about, forget about the quickest the things that we forget about is the things that we should hold on to but you you take it like this when somebody does something good for you now, y'all kind of quiet and relaxed and laid back, so I'm going to kind of go slow and quiet and relaxed and laid back. So y'all just give me a few moments. That don't mean I'm going to go a long time. It just means I'm going to get there a lot slower than I normally do. But there, there, is, there is things that we should forget that we remember. Things that we should remember that we forget. It's very easy to remember when somebody does you wrong. Now, just confession is good for the soul. How many in this place can raise your hand and say you can remember somebody doing you wrong? You can remember that pretty much 100%. The rest of you will have an altar call for you shortly. But <clears throat> I can remember people that did me wrong. And I can remember details. How many can remember details about those situations? How many can remember... Uh, that there's been a few people that didn't pay you back. <laughs> now, I'm sure you can't remember who did not pay you back. I, I try to forget that very quickly. I had somebody come up and gave me some money one time, and I said, what's this for? They said, well, I owed it to you. I said, what for? They said, well, you loaned me some money. I said, well, you could have kept it because don't anybody else get any ideas. But... But anyway, there are now now I've had I've had some people to do good things to me and for me. How many's ever had somebody to do something good? The good days far outweigh the bad days. But the good days are quickly forgotten, the bad days are long remembered. And so the apostle Paul was writing to the church and he said that I am forgetting those things that which are behind. I want to remind you of some things that happened in this decade that sometimes we forget. Um, one of those was a, the great earthquake that happened in uh, Haiti. We had the privilege to go over there and uh, spend a weekend in service with the Haitian people there uh, flew into Port-au-Prince and they took us downtown to where uh, you could still see the effects of um, the earthquake that happened there. In 2010 is when the earthquake happened. It was a 7.0 on the magnitude scale. It killed over 300,000 people that they were able to account for. There's no telling how many more 
that it killed that no one even noticed that they were gone. Haiti is a very, uh, it's, it's just a, I, I can't even explain how bad Haiti is when you get off of the plane there or when you're flying in to that country and you see, uh, the stuff that, that is there, the homes, the shacks, um, and then, and then seeing all of those shacks and things and then you go to the slum area. And the tent cities and where they've got just things just piled up to crawl under and to live under and to sleep under. It's, it's, it's just devastating. And then to see them gather together and to worship and to praise and to magnify God. And sometimes when we come to church and feel like we don't have a reason to praise God, we are very confused and mixed up in our mind and our relationship with God. So that's one of the, one of the tragic things that, that happened in this decade. Let's move to some more lighter things that happened. One was, how many, how many owns an iPad? Every young person owns one. <laughs> but the iPad was first released in April of 2010. And uh, it's amazing that it seems like that it's been with us for always. Um, and in style, there was style changes, and this is how weird people act occasionally. September of 2010 was when Lady Gaga wore a meat dress to the VMA award ceremony. And not only did she do that, but it won the outfit or uh, it uh, won the most uh, viewed or the greatest style of that year. And uh, then in April of 2011, millions tuned in and watched the royal wedding. Of Kate Middleton and, and uh, Prince Williams. And then, these are some things that, that people did. In May of 2011 is when, whatever it is, some of this stuff, I don't even know what it is, but I remember some of the young people doing it, and it brought it to my memory when I thought about it. It's when planking was going on everywhere. Now, some of you might say, well, what is that? Some of you have forgotten, but it's no matter where you were at, people just lay out straight. Just fall out on the floor straight, fall across the pew straight, fall out, just crazy, doing crazy things. And then on December the 12th, anybody remember our, our December, excuse me, December the 21st of 2012? Can everybody... Can anybody remember what was supposed to happen on December the 21st of 2012? It's quite evident that it did not happen because we are still here. It was the end of the world. December the 21st, 2012 would be the end of the world as we know it. And so after all, there was different calendars that, that set this up as being the date of the end of the world. People thought that the Lord was coming back on December the 21st, 2012, but nothing happened. There was not even a terrorist attack on December the 21st of 2012. And so I can remember back how many remembers in 1988? 88 reasons why the Lord was coming back in 88. Well, I was a young person. I was a little bit concerned about it, to say the least. And I was talking to my daddy. He said, if there's any safe day, now you might die on that date. But he said, the Lord's not coming back on that day. Because no man knoweth the day nor the hour. So what we are to do is to be prepared at all times. Even though the end of the world did not come December the 21st, 
2012, the end of the world is definitely coming. Amen. Amen. Now, some of you might remember this. Does anybody remember what the fox said? September 2013 is when the great song was released. And it started hitting the internet. And it was a song, What Did the Fox Say? Now, some of you probably don't remember that. And some of you can remember that. I can't remember exactly what the fox said, but what the fox was saying did not make any sense whatsoever. And so they are still listening in the woods to really find out what the fox said. March of 2014, there was a plane that disappeared. The Malaysian airliner with 239 passengers and crew on board became one of the biggest aviation mysteries of all time in history. This plane captured the attentions of multi-millions of people around the world, triggering a search, triggering different opinions and different ideas of what happened. I guess they finally, I think, I think it was this year or maybe last year that they finally gave some closure and think that the pilot actually took the plane down. If I'm not mistaken, they found some pieces of the wreckage in the ocean where the plane had crashed. 2014, everybody was doing this. It was called the Ice Bucket Challenge. I did not do it, but a lot of people did it. And uh, they were just dumping ice, ice water on people. And uh, I was reading a little bit about this, about how it started, and it started as a benefit to a person that had uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, if I'm, if I'm uh, correct about that. It raised a total of $115 million for research of ALS and awareness research. These are things that's happened in this decade. How many remembers the dress? Was it black and gold or was it black and blue? <laughs> In 2015, the internet had a heated debate on what color the dress was. The picture that I have, it's black and blue. Now the picture you have may be a different color. How many has emojis on their phone? Man, I love emojis. That's a good way to respond to anything. You don't have to write any words. You don't have to go in depth about anything. It's thumbs up or thumbs down, a smiley face or a frowny face. And now, man, they got it where you can create your own emoji. I got dark hair. No wrinkles in my face. A nice complexion. Man, I tell you, it's just wonderful. But... But emojis became racially diverse in 2015. 2015 also we've seen that same-sex marriage was legalized by the Supreme Court. July of 2016, the world went crazy walking around with their cell phones, looking at their cell phones. Looking for Pokemon. I can remember, I can remember I was sitting at Sonic. We were sitting out under the, the deal there eating one night after church and this guy comes by. And he's walking and he's looking. I said, man, the guy's crazy. I said, are you okay, sir? He said, yeah, it's right here. It's right here somewhere. It's right here. Whatever. I never figured out what Pokemon was, but but they were looking for Pokemon. And so that was going on. Some of you look for Pokemon, I can tell. You don't have to admit it, but you know you did. Honestly, I never looked for Pokemon. But, but anyway, and then, and then in 2017, there was a great, a great fad that come over 
this, this nation. And everybody was walking around with a little deal in their hand. Called the spinner. The fidget spinner. Everybody had to have a fidget spinner. They were in every convenience store. They were in every uh, checkout line. And people was walking around with fidget spinners. Just spit. I, I, the first one I seen, one of these boys walked up with it. And he was, I said, what is that? He said, it's a fidget spinner. I said, well, what does it do? It spins. I said, okay, what's it for? To spin. I said, what you accomplishing? See how fast I can spin it? It had many different purposes in life. It was calming your nerves when you were upset. You could spin your fidget spinner. So all of these things are things that happen in this decade. And so some of you might still have your fidget spinner. The Me Too movement caught on in 2017. And so then in 2018, there was another royal wedding. And that was Prince Harry and Meghan Merkel in 2018. And millions of people tuned in to watch. January of 2019, the most diverse class of lawmakers in history were sworn in to Congress. And this was the 116th Congress was sworn in January the 3rd. It was the most diverse class of lawmakers to ever take office. The the incoming class had a record-breaking number of women people of color, and LGBTQ representatives. And among the 117 women newly elected to office, we also got the first Native American woman and the first Muslim American woman in Congress. The only thing they forgot was to take their brain with them when they went to Washington. But anyway... And then 2019, in April of 2019, we got the first ever photo of the black hole. And this one I know that you'll remember because a lot of you still do it. Was when you're taking a selfie. The duck lips became popular in this decade. I've never figured that out. Why they do that? Why they do that? Everybody takes a picture of their self. They gotta have their, I don't know if they're sticking their lips on the mirror or what they're doing there. But these are things that happen. 2010. How many has ever heard of Uber? It went uh, it, it went live in San Francisco in 2010. Now, I know some of you, you don't think that there was life before this. But just before October of 2010, there was life. But on October, in October of 2010, Instagram was launched. I don't know how people lived before it. But I know the way they've lived after it. And it has really enhanced people's life <laughs> to the fullest. 2000, May of 2011, they, they killed the most wanted man probably in all history. And his name was Osama bin Laden. In December of 2013, Nelson Mandela passed away. You probably can't even remember this, but I remember in 14, everybody was scared to death because there was a disease coming that was going to end 
humanity. Does anybody remember what that disease was? Ebola. It was going to destroy everybody off of the face of the planet. I can remember when they brought them those that, that had contacted that disease into Atlanta and people was protesting. People didn't want it here. Keep it, keep it, treat them somewhere else. Don't bring them to America. But when it's amazing when the news media gets through with something, it like it died. People still dying with Ebola today. Now, this was a great one. I'm, I'm just about to get where I'm going here. This was a great one. For some unknown reason, in 2018, people were eating Tide Pods. That was the big craze. That was what you had to do. It was a challenge to do it. I can remember one time they had... Anybody remember the cracker challenge? I love crackers. But I've never tried to eat crackers without something to drink. And I love saltine crackers. I can sit down with a bowl of chili and eat a whole sleeve of saltine crackers. And so they said, I bet you can't eat ten crackers in a row without taking a drink. I said, ain't no problem there. I eat crackers. I got about five of them stuck in my mouth. I like to have choked to death. I didn't know, I didn't know crackers was so hard to swallow, but it's hard to swallow them when you don't have anything to drink. But I never took the pod challenge. I was a little bit brighter than that. People were getting sick. People were being put in the hospital. They were telling people, don't do this, don't do that. And they were crazy enough to still do it. I don't understand that, but some of you did it, didn't you? <laughs> uh, I can remember when I was a kid that when you'd say a dirty word, they'd wash your mouth out with soap. I had a friend one time that had said a word he shouldn't have said, and uh, his mama, his mama washed his mouth out with palm olive dish detergent, and she. <laughs> He opened his mouth, and when he opened his mouth, she just squirted it full. Well, he was trying to wash it out with water. He had bubbles going everywhere. They were coming out his nose, out his mouth, running down his face. I don't know, but I think they was possibly coming out his ears. He liked to never got the palm olive out of his mouth. But it rocked on a few days, and, and he forgot, and he said another bad word. And his mama said, I'm... You want a whipping or you want me to wash your mouth out with soap again? He said, I just have to take the whipping. I can't handle the soap no more. And uh, so these are things that has happened in this decade. And I'm sure when we start to think about the things that has happened in our personal lives, there are things that have went on that have been good. Two great things that happened in my life in this decade was... I had two wonderful grandkids. Man, life don't get much better than that. And so there has been things that have been blessings, and then there has been things that we would want to forget about. There are things that have been funny. There are things that have been sad. There's some of us that have had uh, family members born into our family in this decade. There is some that has said goodbye to very close family members in your family this decade. But when it's all said and done, what, when we look back, what have we accomplished and where have we failed? I think that it's good that each and every one of us would take individual uh, uh, researches and and study our life to see where we have made it and where we have been successful and where we have failed. I was reading the paper this morning and it was talking about things that happened in this decade. It says remembering but moving on. I think that all of us as individuals in our life and in our walk with God spiritually, we must remember what has happened in the past, but we cannot get stuck 
in the past, we must always press on toward the mark of the high calling of God. The Apostle Paul is writing to the church at Philippi. He said, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things that are which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. I don't think that our past should ever be brighter than our future. I do not think the past history of the church is brighter than the future of the church. Amen. I believe that there is greater things ahead of us. When we get to the place that there is nothing left to conquer, we start dying in our spirit and dying in our soul. Amen. But if we get hung up in the past failures, we will never accomplish the things that God has set before us to accomplish. Are there some things we should remember? Yes. Are there some things we should forget? Absolutely. Amen. And move toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I can't fix yesterday. I can't fix last year. I can't fix what happened in 2015. I can't fix what happened in 2010. But I can move to the future and a brighter future in my life and being what God has called me to be. Amen. I forget the ground I have covered, the Apostle Paul says, in this race that I am running. Amen. I cannot waste time over the past. There's some of you in this place today that cannot get past your Past. You cannot get past what happened yesterday. When I ask you to, rem- to raise your hand for those who remember somebody that did them wrong or done something against them, we can all remember that. But there comes a time and a place in our life that we cannot be bowed down, amen, and held back by the things that happened yesterday and the ones that did us wrong yesterday. Yesterday, Amen. And being a victim of yesterday. That it's where I was born. That it's because of who my parents was. It was because of my upbringing. But there comes a time in our life where we as individuals must be responsible for our own actions. And say, I can't change yesterday. I can't change who my parents was. I can't change my failures. But I can do better tomorrow. Amen. Amen. I can remember there, there, there is, and I'm working on something and I hate to, I hate to destroy it. I've been working on this for years and years and years. It's been going over in my mind ever since the first time that I can remember going to Disney World. They have the carousel of progress, and I don't want to mess it up. So when you hear this this message coming out in the future that I preach, that that don't think that I I'm preaching it twice, but but they call it the carousel of progress. And what it is, it starts. You said in this you said in this deal, and it showed. I think they had this. Walt Disney first presented this at the World's Fair, like in 1967 or something, and. Uh, you're sitting in this little theater and it turns from one scene to the next and, and it's a carousel and you kind of go around it and it shows the progress of families. Actually, it shows some progress, but it shows a lot of digress in families. Amen. But, but you can't, you can't, a lot of people think that, that all change is bad, but all change is not bad. Amen. When they put cruise control on cars, it wasn't a bad idea. And then when they come out with them that it would, uh, it would have a radar that sensed the vehicle in front of you 
and it would slow down and speed up. You don't ever even have to touch the brake or the accelerator. That's not a bad idea. When they invented the car, was not a bad idea. All change is not bad. There's some change that's just a progress. It's working that we're doing better. And I want to tell you today, there's some things that you can change in your life that the devil has said you cannot change. That you always be who you always been. But you need to make up in your mind. It's the end of the decade. It's the last Sunday of the year. I'm moving on into what God wants me to be and what God has called me to be. I'm not going to get hung up on yesterday. Get tired of listening to the adversary of your soul that tells you that you cannot be what God wants you to be. Amen. The sins of yesterday, they are just that. They are yesterday. They have been covered by the blood. It's time to stand up in the walk in the newness of life and say this year hasn't been the best year. It may not even been the best decade of my life. Amen. But I tell you what, starting, starting, is it Wednesday? I'm going to be a new man. Starting right now, I'm making changes in my life. I'm not going to be what I was, but I'm going to be what God has called me to be. I reach forward to that which is before me in the race. Amen. The Apostle Paul. He referred to this Christian walk as running a race. He said, I strain with every nerve and muscle, and I use every ounce of my strength to win. My future depends on it. 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 I am running for my life. Amen. My future depends on the decision that I make right now. If I'm going to get stuck in the past or if I'm going to move to the future in God. If I'm going to carry those hard feelings to next year and the next year and the next year. Am I going to carry those faults? Am I going to carry those sins? Let me tell you the thing about God is you don't have to carry them. You don't have to carry them into the next year. Amen. You can rise to walk in the newness of life. Let's give God a hand praise this morning. Amen. My future. The Apostle Paul is saying my future depends on my actions of what I will do, the decision that I will make, the, the actions that I will have from this day on. Yes, I failed. Yes, I made a mistake. Yes, I come up short. Yes, I've done something stupid. Yes, I might have had a fidget spinner. Yes, I might have swallowed a Tide Pod. Yes, 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 I might have been singing What Did the Fox Say? Yes, I might have did all of these things. Yes, I might have been planking everywhere I went. Yes, I might have been doing that. But I tell you what, it don't make a difference what happened yesterday because I have placed it under the blood. Amen. Like Brother John was saying this morning, there's nothing too powerful for the blood. There's nothing too strong. There's nothing too devastating. There's nothing that can conquer the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm moving. I'm moving. I'm moving. I'm not stuck in the past. I'm not stuck in yesterday. I'm moving on to a new year in Christ Jesus, my Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, I might have been involved in some things I should not have been involved in. Yes, I might have said some things I should not have said. Yes, I might have went some places I should not 
have went. Yes, I might have got addicted to some things I should not be addicted to. Yes, I might have had some actions that I am not proud of. But I am leaving them at the altar today. Amen. I'm leaving them at the altar today. And when I get up and when I walk out, I'm walking out a new man. I'm walking out to walk in the newness of life. I'm walking out with a different mindset and a different heart and a different look on life. Amen. I'm not going to walk around fidgeting my spinner all day. Amen. Spinning my wheels on the past. Amen. Looking at yesterday's failures. Looking at yesterday's accomplishments. But I realize my failures are back there. But there's more for me to accomplish. There's more for me to there's more for me to gain. When I look at the horizon, my future is still brighter than my past. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I, I, I feel sorry for people that are always looking at yesterday and saying, I can never do what I could do yesterday. Amen. I realize there's some things that I can't do now that I could do when I was 25. But there is still things now that I can do that I could not do when I was 25. I thank God I'm not the smartest man in the world, but I am a little more educated now than I was when I was 25. Amen. I may not be able to jump as high or run as fast. Amen. But God still has a work for me to do. Amen. God still has a place for me to go. I say, God, give me this mountain. My life is not over. I'm not done. I'm not finished. I'm not quitting. I'm not backing up. Oh, give me the mountain. I'm ready to conquer. I'm ready to move forward. I'm ready to go get what God has given me. Amen. 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 All to you, to you elderly saints of God. I tell you, I, I, I talk to my brother every, every Sunday morning. I said, I put him on uppers and he puts me on downers. And we try to, we try to level each other out all the time. And he's talking about how, how he can't go and how he can't make it. And I say, I'm feeling better than I've ever felt in my life. I'm going to do more. Amen. He was telling me this morning, I'm 60. My life is over. Amen. But I want to tell you today, just because you're 60, just because you're 65, just because you're 70, 75, 80 or 85 or 90 or even 95 or even 100. That does not mean as long as you got breath in your body, God has got a purpose for you. Amen. No, you may not be able to do what you did yesterday, but you got to move into that spot that God wants you and say, God, whatever you want, God, whatever you got, here I am. I'm a vessel. Use me, use Use me, use me. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I look at the sports world today. The Apostle Paul used the sports world as running a race. But I look at the sports world today and as, as individuals get, get older, they use, they lose some of the abilities that they have. They still got the mind for it. They still have the passion for it. But they can't do it like they once did. And some of them have learned to adapt. And they've learned to use their body to do what they still could do. That they use their mind more than their physical strength and their ability. That's the reason why Drew Brees can still play. That's the reason why Tom Brady can still play. Amen. Why? Because they have adapted. No, they can't run like they used to. No, they may not can even throw the ball as far and as fast as they used to. But they've seen everything, every defense that can come down the pike. They've seen where every person can line up. And they got it in their mind. And so they're still able to execute. No, you may not be able to do what you once did. But listen at me, elders. Hear me today. Just 
because you're not as strong and as fast as you once was does not mean that I throw up my hands and throw in the towel and say the church don't need me. The church needs you. The church wants you. Young people desire your influence that you have in their life. Amen. Amen. You listen to young people coming on. That's playing. I was, I was reading an article just the other day on a young man that is a very good quarterback. And they said, what, what has impacted you? And another guy said, man, said, when I, when I played on the same field with Tom Brady, he said, I, I just wanted, <clears throat> I wanted to go get his autograph. Why? You're a star. Why? You're popular. No, but I've seen what he's done for years and years and years. And when young people see what elders have done for years and years and years, your faithfulness, your desire, your commitment to the work of God and to the house of God, Amen. It puts something in the hearts of young people that says, Hey, I'm forgetting yesterday and I'm moving on to tomorrow. Keep walking, church. Keep building, church. Keep believing, church. Keep your faith, church. Keep your desire, saints of God. Hallelujah. 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 So... When the Holy Ghost is moving, don't get angry because you can't do what you used to do. If you got a cane, beat the cane on the ground. Amen. If you don't have a cane, just tap your foot on the ground. If you can't stand up, just hold your hands in the air. Amen. If you can't do that, just shake under the power of the Holy Ghost. Let the devil know, hey, I'm still, I'm still in this fight. I'm still in this fight. I'm still working. I'm still believing. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Old Brother Griffin. I told this in his funeral. I think it was a Sunday night before he passed away on that Sunday morning. A week before. Him and Brother Glover was right here on the front seat. And, uh, they, you know, they, they like to worship and they like church. And, and I'd get between them and I'd get one in each hand. And I'd dance and they'd shake. And I'd shout and they'd shake. Hey, uh, we'd have to have a couple people around them holding them up to keep them from falling over. Amen. But I'd, I'd worship God and they'd just shake. If you need a young person to come over and say, steady me up. While I just shake under the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm moving into this year with a new mindset that there's still a work. There's still a job. There's still, I still have a vision. I still have a dream. I still have a passion. I still have a goal. I'm not done. I'm not through. I'm not over. It's not finished yet. Amen. If you're here today and don't know God in the power of the Holy Ghost, your life is not being exactly what you would like your life to be. You've not accomplished the things that you would exactly like to accomplish. When you look back over the past ten years, this decade, you see faults, you see failures, you see wrong directions, you see where you took a wrong turn, you see where you said the wrong thing, you see where you've never accomplished what you have set out to accomplish. I want to encourage you today, no, I can't fix yesterday. No, I can't fix the past. But I want to tell you from this service, on. You can get something in this house today called the power of the Holy Ghost living on the inside of your soul that it won't change yesterday, but it will fix your tomorrows. And when you come to the house of God, you can look with desire and with passion. I'm not looking at those things behind me, but I'm pressing toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Jesus, my Lord. (laughs) 
Hallelujah. When you look at this people in this place, you're not looking at perfection. You're not looking at people that's never made a mistake. You're not looking at people that's never done anything wrong. But you're looking at people that got up. They fell down. They got up. They fell down. They got up. And they fell down. But they didn't look back. They just looked up. To get up, you got to look at what's in front of you. Don't look and concentrate on what caused you to fall. But you look at what's in front of you. Oh, I stumbled. I fell. But I see the glorious appearing of my Lord and my Savior. No, He didn't come in 2012 in December. But He might come tomorrow. And my tomorrow is going to be brighter than my yesterday. Yesterday. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As they come to the music, I'm closing with this. People get hung up in yesterday. I've even been to places in my, my first experience... Places that I went on vacation. It was like my second time could never live up to my first experience. They say that's what a drug addict has problems with. That they're always looking for something to beat that first high. And there's nothing that can quite get them there. And so they take more and they take more and they get another drug and another drug and this addiction leads to that addiction until they get completely out of control in their life. I've been hunting before and I've sat on a deer stand where I've had good luck and good success and killed a nice deer. And I could imagine that deer walking back through there and just doing it all over again. Or that deer come through there and I missed the shot. I went on an elk hunt one time in New Mexico. Man, the first evening sitting on the deer stand, I had an elk, a six by six. And I'm not exaggerating. His horns was like this. I got a picture of him. The guide was with me. And he took pictures of him. He's 38 steps and I have a bow. And I can hit stuff at 38 steps. And I'm sitting there. And there's nothing between me and him but air. And I'm trying to draw. And every time I flinch, he looks up. I did not get a shot. The elk left. I did not get a shot. I sat there every evening. And in my mind, I would envision that that elk coming out. I'm ready. I'll be drawn the whole time. Sitting there with my bow. Drawn back the whole hunt. Three and a half hours sitting there. I've envisioned that over and over. I've replayed that over and over and over, but it never happened again. That's the way life does you. Life seems like it's going to fulfill everything. And then all of a sudden, life leaves you empty. And life leaves you void. And life leaves you with nothing. That's the difference in life and God. God is what fills that void that you're looking for. God is what fills that, that hole in your heart and in your spirit that you're searching for. You can't find it in a bottle. You can't find it in a pill. You can't find it in a cigarette. You can't find it in a relationship. It's always there. Why? Because God placed that void in your life. But the thing about God is when God embraces you, God never leaves you alone. And God never leaves you feeling like that you're not satisfied and you're not complete. Every time you go to Him, you feel that power. That embrace that the world cannot give. I encourage you today, every member of this congregation, every visitor in this house today, if you would some way make up in your mind, I'm leaving the past behind. 
And I'm moving on to the future with God. My future's brighter than yesterday. My tomorrow's going to be better than yesterday. My next week is better than last week. My next year is still going to be better than my last year. This decade's going to be a better one than last decade. I'm moving out of the rut. I'm moving out of the places that I've been. And I'm moving into where I need to be with God. As we all stand across this building this morning, let's lift our hands. Let's lift our voices toward heaven and ask God to help us in this house today. God, your touch, your help, your touch. Come on, help me, church. Help me, church, right now. Lift up your voice right now. Lift up your voice right now. Reach out to the Lord. God's trying to help somebody in this place. God's trying to help somebody in this service today. Why don't you lift up your voice and your hands and step out by faith and say, Here I am, God. It's me. It's me. Yesterday wasn't good. Last week wasn't too great. Last year hasn't been the best, God. This decade hasn't been the best decade I've ever had. God, but I'm leaving that behind. I'm leaving it behind. I'm moving on into what you would have me to be and what you would have me to do. Would you step out today? Would you say, here I am, God. I need your help today. I need your touch today. I will be what you call me to be. I say yes, Lord, I agree, I desire, passionately, is to be what you call me to be, that's what I'll be, I will be what you call me to be. Hallelujah, why don't you let it be your prayer today? I'll be what you want me to be, God. I'll be what you want me to be, God. That's my desire, that's my passion, that's my goal, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I tell you what I want us to do before we leave this place. I want us all to lift our hands and let's reach out to God just a moment. We're going to pray and we're going to reach out for the help and the grace of God. And then we're going to sing this song as our testimony to God. I'll be what you want me to be, God. Come on, why don't somebody touch the Lord this morning? Somebody touch God this morning. I'm tired of this rut. I'm tired of this depression. I'm tired of this feeling, God. I'm tired of going through what I'm going through. I'm leaving it this Sunday. This Sunday, when I go home, I'm a different man. I'm a different woman. I'm a different young man. I'm a different young lady. When I go home, I'm changed. I'm leaving it on the altar right now. Come on. Come on, lift up your voice.
Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Come on, reach out to God. Reach out to God. The bitterness, the anger, the disappointment, the faults, the failures. I'm leaving it right now. I'm leaving it right now. Come on. Come on, church. Come on. Somebody needs to touch God this morning. God's trying to help somebody in this place. God's trying to strengthen somebody in this house right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.